is a universal language. I know a renegade soldier when I see one. Never occurred to me that one might come from above. Space invasion. Big car chase. Truth be told, I was ready to hang it up till I met you today. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. We have no idea what threats are out there. We can't do this alone. We need you. I'm not what you think I am. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the castle run less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Cheyenne. And welcome to our special episode of... Captain Marvel. <laughs> so, so exciting. Um, so, many of you remember Cheyenne from, you know, like, all of the things we've been doing lately. Um, also, also our uh, Clone Wars commentary host. How's that been going so far, Cheyenne? Um, it's okay. It's definitely a learning curve. <laughs> um, <laughs> recording by myself and then recording with guests and then recording by myself. <laughs> a lot of things, but it's really fun because... Um, like I will like binge an arc and I like, it's sticking more because I'm binging an arc rather than like a whole season. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You'll, you'll notice things you've never seen before. (laughs) And like, if I notice something and I'm like, I don't know if that's right. I can like go back or whatever, either in the episode or like prior or after the episode. And then like re-clarify which is just really nice because i'm having a conversation with myself <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um so and, and i love your clone wars commentary weekly and everything and so if you haven't actually uh gotten a chance to listen to it guys check it out it's on our podcast feed it's like already there so you're halfway there as it is <laughs> so definitely check it out and then uh cheyenne you also do uh, star wars sunday on your blog yeah, so Star Wars Sunday is very random. <laughs> um, sometimes it's movie news, sometimes it's other news. Like this week, um, the Galaxy's Edge dates were announced. I'm not going to write about it. Everybody else already wrote about it. It doesn't matter. We know the dates now. I posted about it on Instagram. You saw it there. Like, but so this week I did a character dissection uh, that I posted a day late. Whoops. Um, <laughs> but I did that, and it was like very brief. I think it was brief for what a character dissection could be. And that, I mean, like my Star Wars Sunday will change every week, but it's really fun to think of new topics 
And sometimes I listen to, because I have a lot of Star Wars podcasts that I listen to, including but not limited to Kessel Run Weekly. And you guys Aww. have really episodes and versus like I listen to a lot of them that include the movie news. And so I'm hearing the movie news over and over and over. And like, while that's fine, because it's different depending on the dynamic of the podcast, I'm just like, how can I create unique topics that people want to read about? Because reading in and of itself is already like, <clears throat> people don't want to do that. So I want to mm-hmm. make it interesting. Right. No, and I completely agree with you, um, which is interesting. I'll catch up with you after the show. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so um, definitely check out Cheyenne in all her things, guys. Um, she's awesome. Uh, great insight, uh, which is why we're so happy to have her as part of our Kessel Run Weekly team. Let's go ahead and talk some Captain Marvel. <laughs> yes. um, so the last time you joined us, I believe it was for, was it Infinity War or Black Panther? I think it was Infinity War. Yes, because Black Panther came out first. Yes, yes. Uh, Black Panther, I think, started this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you're my more my uh, my Marvel correspondent, <laughs> as it were. I love it. <laughs> um, but so, so going into this, so did you know anything about Captain Marvel whatsoever? Not even a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I honest. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be very real. I remember hearing something about oh captain marvel movie is going to come out eventually and i looked at my mom and i was like who <laughs> I was like, that name sounds important why don't i know who that is and um and then i remember seeing the symbol at the end of the movie on fury's pager mm-hmm. and everybody lost their minds and i was like um what <laughs> and i felt like a horrible marvel fan and I feel like I was one up until I saw the movie. So, <laughs> uh, well, in, in to, I don't know if it will make you feel any better, but I actually didn't know much about her either. Um, okay. Because so from the little I did know, the first time she, I, th- I think it was the first time she was ever introduced. I could be very wrong on that. Um, was as Miss Marvel uh, with a bathing black bathing suit with a lightning bolt on it. So <laughs> one of those. Uh, overly done characters if you get my drift Uh, (laughs) and uh, it wasn't until as of I think the last few years I'm not sure exactly how long uh, they changed her to Captain Marvel gave her the suit that she has now um, made her I mean freaking awesome to be honest Um, because not only is she powerful but she's a powerful woman as well um, in that sense yeah and you know it makes me think of um, so (laughs) I used to be a gymnastics coach, and along with that, I got stuck with some, like, sports-type classes. One of those happened to be superhero training. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I got to create some curriculum based off of superheroes, and I chose. um, They, like, had given me, like, a baseline of what somebody had already created, and I was like, okay, I'll edit all this, but I'm going to add in all these things that I care about. I alternated between Marvel and DC every week, and then I got to, like, hey, I want to make sure that I include women in this. And I was looking them up and like my coworker slash supervisor had shown me, she's like, yeah, but like, here's all these female like superheroes and villains and they're just so like overly done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, but there's got to be somebody out there. And I think I saw that outfit that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and this is Miss Marvel. And I was like, who? And then I like Googled (laughs) female Marvel characters and Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel came up. That version right. of her. 
mm-hmm. came up. And so I used that one. So now my kids know who Carol Danvers is. There you go. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, and again, I don't know much about the character prior to the movie, to be honest. Very minimal, if anything. Um, but as far as like the, my first in- initial, like first ever seeing the character on a page and everything, uh, I mean, she's always been ridiculously overpowered. Um, the backstory that she was given in the movie is similar, but not. Um, her original backstory almost makes her like the Marvel's version of Green Lantern. <laughs> it's funny because I've heard that. I literally heard that recently. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, okay, so this is just supposed to be Green Lantern. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't get that at all, first yeah. of all. I When I think about it, like kind of, mm-hmm. but it's been so long since I've seen Green Lantern and it didn't really stick with me. And Captain Marvel's going to stick with me. Oh, absolutely. And it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and as far as like the, the parallels to it. So in the original story, um, so, and, and go ahead and preface guys, we're talking spoilers. <laughs> so if you have not seen the movie, go watch the movie and then come back and talk with us. Cause we would love that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, but in the movie, so, I mean, you know, uh, Marvel is uh, is revealed to be, I don't know what she was to her. I guess mentor? Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if she was her commander, technically. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she was a scientist mm-hmm. who happened to be a pilot and happened to be a teammate. I don't know. And happened to be a Cree that happened yeah. to be. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's a lot of happens. Branches of possibilities. <laughs> Right. Um, but in, in the comics, uh, Marvel, he was a, a Kree warrior who crash landed on Earth and in his dying moments bestowed his powers on Carol Danvers. Okay. Kind of like Green Lantern with the, in my dying moments, I give you my ring. You have the power of the Green Lantern. I actually liked the change with the, the story because one, it's not so Green Lantern-esque for me. And then two, it doesn't, dictate her destiny by a male yes yeah (laughs) um and and that's the thing is that i mean i'm in generally on this podcast we we don't talk politics we don't talk all that which it's not something that we're intending on getting into tonight but at the same time i i love finding the messages in movies in these stories because yes these stories um are aimed at adults but they're also aimed at kids and they yeah. do teach valuable lessons, the same as Star Wars, um, which we talk about every single week. Um, yeah. it, they all have valuable lessons to be learned from them. And they have real-world parallels. And with Captain Marvel, her destiny was not dictated by a man. Uh, she had nothing to prove, which I love that scene, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. It's like, prove it to me. It's like, nah, blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so perfect. Um, yeah. But I mean, just everything about this, like in all honesty, the the overall thing that I took away from this is don't apologize for who you are, uh, okay. for what makes you you. And, and I feel like that's extremely important, especially in today's climate and the things that we go through daily. Um, and even as, as, as women, I mean, I know that I'm privileged in my ways um, that you guys, you deal with different things. And mm-hmm. and I, I like seeing a, a film that acknowledges that and then also says, you know what? Let me show you something and everything. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And I really, I thoroughly enjoyed because for me, it's like not even knowing that parallel that was supposed to happen, the Green Lantern to the like handing my powers over. Mm-hmm. 
I wasn't aware of that. So like just seeing her be able to take the blast, survive the blast and become this thing. And people were like, she, what is the right word? Absorbed it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like nothing about her made her absorb, like no power about her made her absorb it. She just happened to be a strong female human that Mm -hmm. could handle it and handled it and took it. And to me, that's what made her special. It's like, you can be an ordinary human. Maybe you have extraordinary abilities like her piloting. And then something happens to you and you can handle it. Mm-hmm. And so like, because I had no idea about that, like male, male parallel, I was just like, she's a strong woman. Yeah. And that's important. I have this power, but I don't know where it came from. I've never seen anything like her. You think you can find others? She's just the beginning. Well, and I guess we've kind of dove into kind of dissecting the movie, but I want to make sure that we get your impressions on it. My immediate first impression. Well, okay. Like I said, I got a lot of, got a lot of notes here about (laughs) literally a lot of things that happened. Throw it at me. Let's hear it. I have to mention this because I have to get my emotions out of my body. (laughs) The introduction that was all Stanley photos. I immediately cried. Yes. <laughs> and literally everyone next to me was crying. I'll tell the preteen story later, but his mother was crying. And <laughs> the people next to me, they were all adults and they were all crying. And we were all like, <gasps> yeah. and it was beautiful. Absolutely. It was perfect. I, it was God. I didn't, I went in there with zero expectations. I'm going to be honest. I was like, do I even want to see this? I was like, yes, I want to see this because I need to know everything that's going on. Um, it's probably just me being nosy, but I am so like that immediately put me in the mood to watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm here. I'm ready. Give it to me. Um, let me see. How would yeah, you feel so if that- they use that intro every single time now? Um, mm, good question. <laughs> Cause I kind of feel, feel like, like they might. Yeah. I feel like they could do it for, okay. This is me getting like a little overthinky about it, but I feel like they could do it for like introduction to individual characters mm-hmm. or they could do it for end game and then never use it again. That's true. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like, if they used it every time, two things could happen. Really cool or overly done and not mean as much. That's true. I didn't consider that. I, and the only reason I say that is because it was so powerful when it mm-hmm. hit me in the face in the movie theater that I was like, oh my God. And it, <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Stan. Yeah, I was like, he's really gone and this is really hard and I don't try to think about it every day, but man like it Mm -hmm. and i think it won't hit that way if they use it in everything unless it was like kids that had never seen it before which is why i say maybe in an individual movie or maybe Mm -hmm. use it for end game and then don't use it for anything else yeah which could be cool it could be cool (laughs) but yes Um, but yeah overall i say i would say let's overall my thoughts really sets the timeline with the blockbuster and the radio shack (laughs) in there because it gave me nostalgia and everybody around me was like, ah, ha, ha. And that was annoying, but it was funny. <laughs> um, 
And then I would say rating, and I put this on my Instagram story, like 9.9 out of 10. Okay. And I only didn't give it a 10 because there are movies better than it. <laughs> so Okay. Yeah. For someone that had no idea what was going on, I caught up. Mm-hmm. Like, it was great. So. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. And, and I agree with you in that. So, so for me, um, I don't feel like I would give it a nine, but it would be like a, like an eight and a half, eight, seven. I mean, I'm being technical now, but about around an eight, eight, eight to right. nine or something like that. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Like, I, I thought it was very fun. Um, I loved that all of the fight scenes kind of felt like I was playing a Capcom, like Mortal Kombat style game. Because, <laughs> like, they would do these moves in slow-mo action camera, and it was like, yeah, that wouldn't happen in real life, but that's cool looking, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I love the the filming, uh, the the style of the fights. The story was really great, too. Um, the only thing that it, it kind of, it didn't bother me, but I had trouble connecting at first with Carol. Um, kind of getting to know the character because I didn't know her very well. And right. as we find out, the character is very kind of deadpan. And, and everything. And so it, she's kind of a smart aleck, <laughs> which I liked. Uh, but at the same time, like it was just, it was kind of hard to really get a read on her for me at first. But like no, once I, you start kind of rolling and everything with the movie, it, it's, yeah. it, it's Carol. That's, that's who it is. It's just Carol. <laughs> um, I expected not to like her too. I really, really was because I thought that she based off of, like, everybody got real pumped about the trailers and, mm-hmm. like, the fact that Captain Marvel was a tangible thing now. And I was just like, eh. Me too. I never really got good vibes or anything like that. I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to everyone that's going to at me now. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, like, I, I do agree with you on that. Like, mm-hmm. there was nothing that really brought me into her as an individual. Mm-hmm. Because I'm also going to be honest, I was very disappointed that she, I get why when it comes to the whole story, but I was very disappointed that she was like a Cree. I was uh, like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, definitely starting out that way and everything. Um, no, I, I, yeah, well, and, and you mentioned the trailers and everything. That was another one that, I mean, I, I wasn't excited about. I literally went to see Captain Marvel because I know it would have, I knew it would have impact on in game and yes. she was going to be part of in game and it's marvel movie anyways i've seen them all right. so yeah. i mean i'm 10 years in there's no need to start skipping them now <laughs> yeah. uh it's a commitment i have no idea what happened and you're right. like, i don't know right and, and 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 you know me you've met me as far as like you know that i can't not know story exactly. we have our entire star wars podcast is about stories so <laughs> i i can't not know so mm-hmm. they got me there so, uh, but yeah, I mean, with the trailers and everything, I, I just never very impressed or anything. Like, I feel like with Infinity War, Black Panther, all these other ones, I was seeking out trailers, wanted to know more, wanted to see more. And with Captain Marvel, it was kind of like, yeah, looks cool. All right. right. It's like, okay, I'll go see it because I need to know what's going on, but I don't really care. Right. I like that it made me care. And Absolutely. I will be honest, and this is for anybody that reads my blog, etc. When I'm rating things, Two things. I'm a generous rater, <laughs> and I rate very heavily based on my emotions. Mm-hmm. 
Um, cause I'm a Leo. <laughs> uh, that's who I am as an individual. I've always kind of done things with emotion in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if it made me feel a lot, whether that was rage or <laughs> sadness or happiness, I'm going to probably rate it higher or lower based on the emotion that it made me feel. Mm-hmm. And that like, it was fun. It made me cry a lot. Mm-hmm. So I rated it higher. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe cry a lot. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, I did want to ask you. So I guess while we're on the the subject of the things that we were kind of like, meh. Um, what did you think about uh, the way Nick Fury lost his eye? <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was funny at first. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I literally. I'll re I'll reenact it for you. I went, no way. (laughs) Audibly in the theater. And everybody was like, what What are you joking? Cause my reaction was very loud and I felt really bad, but it was funny because the guy next to me like laughed at me, (laughs) but I was just like, are we in my brain? I was like, that's funny. And then I was audibly like, are we for real? Okay. I'm not alone then. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, uh, Okay. But I still think it's funny. Like I think mm-hmm. I think they they could have gone about it a different way. Mm-hmm. I think that that was an opportunity for them to use humor mm-hmm. because this one had very light, sarcastic humor throughout, and I think this was like your Marvel humor that you look for. It's like a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> I can see that. A lot of things, and I'm sorry. I can see that. No, and I'm, I, I guess, so you and I need to watch one of these movies together because I literally I audibly said, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just kind of like, is that really what we're doing? Because, like, in the previous movies, he's telling uh, Cap one story, he tells Coulson another story, and all this other kind of stuff, and he makes it like this big, like, something big happened, and he yeah. got scratched in the eye. I think I like wrote that down too. Yeah. And it was like um what he had told people. Mm-hmm. It, I guess I didn't. Um but yeah, how he was like, he was like, You told me that happened, blah blah blah, or you can start telling people that it was this battle or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Is that what happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> You guys planned this? <laughs> Which, I mean, and it kind of makes a little sense to his character because, I mean, Fury is kind of a pathological liar. So, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, and I guess, because, I mean, when you simplify it down, you're like, he got scratched by a cat. He didn't get scratched by a cat. He got scratched by an alien cat, for one. Yeah. <laughs> so an alien scratched his eyeball out, a flurkin, yeah. <laughs> um were you expecting that by the way i know you said you didn't know anything about it oh my god well and i was (laughs) i i don't know if you know who the skywalking through neverland Mm -hmm. podcasts are okay i love them they're so cute and funny and they kept they had like a ton of media with goose Mm -hmm. and i was like why does this cat matter so much like what about this orange (laughs) cat is so like great and perfect mm-hmm. and i was like oh goose you're so cute like i was very much like <laughs> how sam l was handling the situation in the movie i was like oh god he's so adorable like he's just like a tag along great and i was like uh what <laughs> <laughs> and I, 
I jumped a little. And I love scary movies, so jumping at that was a lot for me. <laughs> um, whoops. <laughs> fine. It, it was so perfect the way that they played it too because uh, as long it was as it was going through because I got to watch it with uh, Kristen and, and one of her sisters and uh, the whole part where uh, Talos kind of looks down he's like ah oh, be careful with that thing why do you even have that it's a florkin and Kristen literally looks at me and goes what's a florkin what's going on and I just yeah, was like, like you'll see oh, <laughs> which which they're worse in the comics like they're a little bit more grotesque um also fun fact goose's name in the comic is actually uh chewy shut up i'm not even kidding what <laughs> a we could have had chewy that's adorable <laughs> I Which, wonder why they did that. I guess, would it be copyright? I would, I would probably think it'd probably be to not confuse it with Star Wars or whatnot. Because I've, I've been hearing a lot of people compare Captain Marvel to Star Wars uh, with the whole space stuff and all this other kind of stuff. You know what? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I literally wrote it. I was like, I don't understand how space adventures make me feel this way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember what was happening. I think it was, they had like come out of light speed mm-hmm. or no, they came out of one of those weird barriers mm-hmm. into space. Yeah. And then they like had started to go towards the planet and I was like, oh, and my brain went to Star Wars yep. and I was like, it's weird how all of these are so different yet somehow so the same. Mm-hmm. Like, how Star Wars, in their galaxy, it's very, like, everything seems to be intertwined. Mm-hmm. And in this galaxy, Earth doesn't know that there's other people out there on planets. Versus they know that everybody's out there. Right. Earth is planet C-53 instead of Earth. So, like, what? <laughs> I had, like, a mind fart. In the <laughs> oh, and I always find it funny, too, that Earth is the only one who doesn't know these things exist it seems that every planet knows every planet exists except for earth and everything comes to earth (laughs) yep and we get destroyed because we don't know what's going on right right (laughs) um but i mean it it definitely had a star wars kind of a vibe to me at times and everything uh, especially when we get our first look at uh hala uh the kree homeworld uh, yeah. Which, with that, now, I do know a little bit about the Kree homeworld only because I love uh, Nova. Uh, he's another Marvel character. I don't, I don't know if you know of him. Uh, Richard Ryder. So, no. so his I've whole... Heard, I've heard that name, though. Yeah. So, it, Nova, it's like the Nova Corps at, mm-hmm. in uh, Guardians. Uh, yeah. But in the comics, instead of the... It's, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's the World Mind or something like that. Because that's what powers the Nova's suits. All of the Nova okay. Corps. Um, yeah. All of them get wiped out, and he takes on the full world mind, and it almost drives him crazy, but ends up making him like basically like Carol Danvers. <laughs> like, just okay. super overly powered, like, godlike character almost. Um, but he, he, they have the Kree in there and stuff like that. So when they mention the artificial intelligence, the, um, oh, what do they call it? The, su- the Supreme Intelligence? Supreme intelligence. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was wondering what they were going to do because in the comics, it's not an AI. Um, right. So imagine a Raftar without that t- toothy mouth with a face on it. 
That's the supreme intelligence. Ew. <laughs> Just a, a giant head with tentacles. Oh, that's great. Oh, you know what that makes me think of? What's the that? thing, the mall in the Kessel Run. Yeah. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was like, I'm also imagining like the baby face in what, Teletubbies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I put that image in everybody else's head, too. Whoops. For shame. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> also, yeah, like, I didn't know... I appreciate this sharing of knowledge, because I had no idea what was happening. And I was like, supreme intelligence, is that, like, a person? Is mm-hmm. that leadership of some sort that they just, like, believe in? Or is it, like, technology? A combination of the two? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. So know that it's ai slash was not originally ai mm-hmm. clarifies things for me <laughs> <laughs> well and, and i think it's interesting too that they say that the ai uh manifests as the person that you admire most i'm wondering who admires that wrath tar like creature because <laughs> yeah. you know somebody saw it that way <laughs> yeah what is this the shield logo does announcing your identity on clothing help with the covert part of your job said the space soldier who was wearing a rubber suit let's let's talk carol what were your some of your favorite parts about uh the movie overall Ooh, overall okay uh (laughs) personally because of the way that i wrote it down i like that she goes by veers because i wrote it like it's spelled Mm -hmm. v-e-r-s um (laughs) Like Star Wars? I was about to say, okay. I wasn't the only one that was thinking Um, General Veers. No, I was like, oh, like General Veers? Are we doing a crossover? (laughs) And um, found out it was not spelt that way and why she went by that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Overall impression of alien species. The Skrull. Are so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the creeps. I love their look and all of that. And I love that they can do what they can do, the shape shifting and whatnot. And I enjoy their role in the story. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and this is just me potentially overstepping my boundaries as a moviegoer, Mm -hmm. but I feel like they could have portrayed a different alien species. I don't know why it weirds me out that they like talked like they were from earth. Mm, I but, like you. their voices and mannerisms made me feel like, like why are they even an extra species? Mm-hmm. Or like maybe we could have made them more humanoid and maybe that's humanist of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm trying to word it. And I'm sure somebody's like yelling in the phone about the podcast right now being like, <laughs> like this <laughs> but that was just one of those things that i was just like oh cool alien oh they can mm. do this oh they're evil so this is like what the 12th bad guy we've been introduced to probably <laughs> and then i was just like oh so like he talks like he's from tennessee <laughs> <laughs> and england uh, Same. did you notice that it's a uh, director krennic ben mendelson yeah yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's in so many things. <laughs> was- um, so so I actually have answers for you for the scroll. Okay. Give them to me. Because <laughs> were- those are some that I do know about. 
so I don't know if you if you'd ever heard about it or anything, but there is a major storyline that happened um, called the Secret Invasion. The Secret Invasion essentially was a scroll invasion that had been happening over like decades and years uh, uh, of time, where scrolls were replacing people on Earth, and they actually replaced Avengers and heroes and oh. things like that. Like Elektra was the first scroll that they found because oh she died. It, well, the scroll Electra died and right. immediately became scroll. And they were like, whoa, 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 what? Because <laughs> as you can tell in the movie, it's very jarring to watch that happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, while we're talking about that, too. Sure. Nobody watched them change on the beach. <laughs> like, and I really wish people could see my face right now because what? Like, right. You didn't. Nobody saw that. <laughs> it's like I don't know, man. Weird stuff comes out of the ocean all the time. We're good. Yeah. That's just making me like. That's just one of those like. Oh, you're thinking in too realistic terms. Yes, I know. Where it's fine, <laughs> but also nobody was like, uh, what? It's right. Somebody should be questioning that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. But and the reason for the skull, the scrolls, I almost said skulls, the scrolls, uh, human-like mannerisms is because essentially their entire race, I mean, like you see in the movie, are copycats. And so they've already been learning Carol and learning other humans and stuff like that, which, so they played, played them like they're more refugees in this movie. Yes. Personally, I don't entirely trust the scrolls still. So it's fine okay. that we found a couple of good ones, you know? Right. So it's like, oh, not all scrolls are bad. There's just some of them, kind of like humans. Not everyone's bad. Somebody, Some people can be. Um, I think that that's the card they're playing to where it's like, oh, I trust these shape-shifting things that can replace me at any second. <laughs> and then I think, yeah, and then it eventually leading to the secret invasion in some way. Uh, I, I, even though it hasn't happened yet, I feel like they're planting the seed because there's going to yeah. be somebody out there that does it and then it's like oh game on now we have to watch all the movies to find out what we don't trust what actually didn't happen all that kind of stuff and yeah yeah and i feel like doing that too it's like okay from the scroll perspective like okay we're building a rapport with this mm -hmm. like are you gonna choose the scroll side when you know that the people are or when you know that your alien species is gonna start taking over earth because he was like we just want a home mm-hmm well, you can't have ours. <laughs> like, I'll go find one. Gotcha. Right. Like, that to me was very suspicious. Absolutely. <laughs> well, in, in the way that they played out the dialogue and stuff, like, it's fine you're going to make the scary-looking characters look like the bad guys. Okay, cool. But essentially, like, even in their dialogue, they seemed more sinister. They seemed like they had more aggressive um, plans for mm -hmm. earth and things like that when they came upon earth and everything. And then he's here pleading with her in a kitchen saying, well, we just want a home. Yeah. Cool. But this isn't your home. Right. <laughs> this is not what you where, where you're going to replace people not happening. <laughs> uh, and, and so that that's where um, I, I kind of don't trust it. So it's, it's fine that they made Talos and family good. They were refugees. Perfectly yeah. fine. I thought it was great to have in there and everything where Carol got kind of the, the moment where it's like, oh, 
I've been fighting you all these years because I've been told that you're the enemy, yet the enemy has been what's been suppressing me and holding me back this entire time. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was a cool twist. I definitely didn't see that coming. I thought it was going to be a lot worse with the scrolls, but I think the scrolls are going to be a slow burn. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I do agree with that. Um, I also, because I'm thinking about it and I keep telling myself, say it before you forget. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong in Star Trek. Isn't there like a gray alien that looks just like a scroll that like steals Chris Pine or something? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I Maybe in Star Trek Beyond, I think. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I'm not I sure. In my brain and I'm like, maybe he'll know. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> also, this is kind of like switching gears. Sorry. Oh, you're um, fine. I missed. I went to the restroom because it looked like it was going to be a battle. And I came back and Fury's already on the screen. And I was like, I missed Sam Jackson's entrance. Oh, <laughs> Coming in, if you remember. <laughs> um, I mean, as far as his entrance and everything, um, I'm, it was when they... So so she crashes through the blockbuster, and right. the security guard calls the cops, he thinks, uh, and he ends up calling S.H.I.E.L.D., and so you have Coulson come out and everything, and Fury's with Coulson. So you didn't really miss oh. much. It's just they okay. arrive together. Okay. Yeah. I was just very like... I was like, he's going to walk up in somewhere... And I missed it, and all this other stuff. So. Not not as dramatic as his usual entrances. He wasn't hiding in the shadows just yet. Right. He wasn't just like, <laughs> I right. already know you're coming. <laughs> right, yeah. So no, you didn't miss much there. Great. Good to know. Um, I guess while we're talking entrances, Stan's cameo, how'd you feel? Oh, I loved it. Did you notice what he was reading? No. It's Kevin Smith's uh, s- script for Mallrats. <laughs> I was trying, I literally wrote down, I was like, what is he saying? Because yeah. he says, like, trust me something, something, right? Uh, trust me, believers. Okay. I think he says it like two or three times. Trust me, believers. Trust me, believers. But yeah. Or trust me, true believers is what it is. Because he always called everyone that was a fan true believers. <laughs> And everything. So yeah, it was trust me, true believers. God, and I just love her smile and his mm-hmm. smile and the tears in my eyes. It's fine. Yeah, it's, um, man, even thinking about it hurts me right now. <laughs> I get emotional, and I'm like, I could just like see his name somewhere, and I get sad. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to think about how somebody that I've never met and have been in the same room with has had such an effect on me. Absolutely. No, and like, I completely agree with that. <laughs> well, in in to that point, so so I remember where I was and what I was doing and everything when we found out Carrie Fisher passed away. Um, when when she passed away, I was obviously upset, um, as were most Star Wars fans and everything. Um, but I don't know, like not comparing anything, not saying that, but as far as like so for when I found out about Stan Lee, I don't know why, but it, that gutted me. Like I've yeah. never cried over someone I've never met. and i will admit i i cried i sat there and stared at my phone and i was like oh my god i was like this can't be real gasped and was like oh my god yeah and then i think i was at home i was too yeah i was gonna say i think i was at home because i saw it on my phone i was scrolling through facebook and it was one of those articles and i was like no way and i clicked on it and i was like (gasps) yeah and my roommates were like 
what? And I was like, Stanley is dead. And I, they immediately started rolling. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was ridiculous. I was like, what is happening to me? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> one of my friends, one of my con friends, he's awesome. And he, um, I worked for him on my first, at my first mega con that mm-hmm. I ever went to. I was a volunteer. Um, it happened to be, he happened to be the person in charge of what I was doing. Um, and he was just like, oh yeah, honey, like I've had lunch with Stanley. And I'm like, what? Man. And I think about that and I'm like, how does he feel? Like, how do all of these people, I can't, I can't even fathom. It's right. Just, sorry. I got emotional again. <laughs> it happens all the time. I got to calm down. Hey, don't ever apologize. <laughs> don't ever apologize. <laughs> um. Um, in a, in a funnier note, the, on the same train, the people trying to stop her from fighting the old lady after the old lady kicked her. <laughs> yeah. This old lady is obviously not struggling. Leave her alone. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Cause like they're holding her back and stuff like that. It's like, did you not just see this old lady parkour through the train? Like, are we missing that? Are we blind? Like, yeah. Like, come on, stay out of it. <laughs> it's like, I get you trying to help the little old lady, but um, she just like jujitsu this girl in the face. So yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, think another cool random fact. That's basically what a lot of my notes end up being is cool <laughs> random facts that I hear or find in the movie. I like cool um, random facts. Yeah. The fact that her power from her hands is called a photon blast. Yes. I love that because I really I was like, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what? Because we learned that that it's called a photon blast before we learned how she even got that. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, okay, like, what is it? Is it? And like, they kept showing the chip in her neck. And I was like, oh, it's that. And he said, it's a gift that can be given or taken away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can it though? Because there's a reason that she can do that. And it's not because of you. Um, I knew that much because mm-hmm. I'm just a nerd. Um, <laughs> and when they revealed photon blast, I was like, dope yes uh real quick about the chip that um she has did you are you caught up on agents of shield no okay not gonna spoil (laughs) something or anything for you but spoil it for me because i'm gonna be honest i started watching that with my mom when it first started and i never kept up with it so i Uh will not keeping up with it anytime soon i will have to binge it when Mm -hmm. i can the Winter Soldier arc that they do is is still the best because it ties directly into that movie. It's phenomenal. Um, like they even have a clip from the movie play during the show at one point. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but no, so in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and, and not going into that whole story, but um, Daisy Johnson, Quake. Um, I don't know if you got as far as to find out that she gets powers. She's an inhuman. Um, okay. She's kidnapped by Kree. And they put a thing in in her neck right there that completely they can disable her powers altogether. So the same kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. Because I was just like, I get that it can contribute to her powers working Mm -hmm. or not working. And I was like, but like... Why did she not think to take it out before well (laughs) yeah well and and i feel like the reason that she hadn't oh sorry go ahead no i was just saying i get that like before she thought they were the good guys so that part makes sense sure yeah when she was not with them anymore why was she not like gotta go 
Well, and I feel like it was because she was afraid of her own self. Because mm. if you think about it, so what was it, his name was Yonreg, right? Uh, Jude yeah. Law's character. Yeah. So every time he trained her and all this other kind of stuff, because he was the one that was her her leader, her mentor, and everything. Right. Every time he trained her, he told her that her emotions made her dangerous and made her unhinged, and and right. that. Yeah, that she had to have control and suppress her emotions and all this other kind of stuff, which is funny because all of that felt like Jedi teaching. And I was like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. Wow, me too. Um, (laughs) Powerful and blah, blah, blah. Right. And and then she becomes a Sith at the end. Oh, wrong movie. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I mean, I, I think that in in his constant cautioning of her he almost kind of ingrained in her that she herself was dangerous to herself um right but even though she wanted to be more and to experience that power there were moments where she was like oh geez this is a lot and everything which which makes it even better at the end and i love this part where she does go full i mean for lack of a better term, full Super Saiyan almost. <laughs> like yeah. the hair and everything. She's like full power. And yeah. it's funny because it's like not it's not it's it's like she still hasn't gotten the hang of it. So like she does like these cool little blasts and everything and launches herself back and trips. Yeah. It kind of reminded me when uh Tony first tested his Iron Man suit, where he's kind of shaky, flying around with it and then runs into a wall. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> scene that was such a good scene. yeah the thing that i found so unique about this character was that sense of humor mixed with total capability and whatever challenge comes her way you know how to fly this thing we'll see which i realized after going to the air force base is really what air force pilots are like that's a yes or no question yes at some point fury or colson one of them says oh no fury says like goes with his gut and against orders about mm-hmm. Coulson. Um, yes. He said, like, it keeps us human. Mm-hmm. And I think she, to me, she had the realization that she was human mm-hmm. and that something happened to her as a human and that she needs to, like, accept that in general. Mm-hmm. Um, which also, and I, like, went through and made sure that I selected the correct points so that I, again, <laughs> that, um, but, like, learning that how she got her powers was through an energy core explosion, mm-hmm. light speed engine. Thought that was pretty cool because then she goes to light speed by herself, right? With next to her, and I was like, "Why didn't I think that she could do that? She can do that." Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then just something that like ties in with her whole the fact that she is human. Mm-hmm. And Maria Rambo, Marie Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, when she like gave the whole speech to her and she's like, you are Carol Danvers. You're my best friend. You're this, you're a strong woman. You're a great, like all of these things that made me appreciate Carol Danvers and slash Captain Marvel as a whole so much more. Absolutely. This character means so much to this person. Mm -hmm. And I knew none of these things about her. And these are all the reasons that she matters. Right. And it's like, I've seen it all in the movie, but mm-hmm. until there's some form of emotion attached to it, it's not going to sit with me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to know the storyline rather than feel the storyline. And that was just like a really important part for me to connect with the movie. Mm-hmm. So I really loved that. 
And what are your thoughts? Because I have more things. Oh, <laughs> uh, in in talking about what you're talking about, uh, I I completely agree. Um, I really liked seeing her relationship with uh, was it Lieutenant Trouble? Is what she called her. Yeah, yeah I loved that so much. It made me smile every time. <laughs> um, and then Maria uh, Rambo and everything. Like I, I thought it was just really cool because like. And it kind of made me think of the the other origin stories that we see um, of all superheroes. They're all attached to someone. Uh, a lot of times it's a romantic interest or something like that. And this, it was just a best friend. And I thought that was the coolest because, I mean, like, even Captain America, he had his best friend, Bucky, but mm-hmm. he was attached to Peggy. And it right. was about getting to that date with Peggy and stuff like that. And it was your... And nothing wrong with that. I love Cap. Uh, he's my favorite Avenger, but at the same time, they're all attached to someone romantically in that way to where it's like, oh, heartbreaking story that made you a superhero right. <laughs> this is exactly what it feels like. And so I-, I like seeing something different with them um, where they're best friends and it- it's a, s- a sisterly love to where they're they're close. They know everything about each other. And she was there to be able to remind her, look, this is who you are. I don't care what they say, who you are. This is who you are. Because this is who I know and who you've always been. Whatever else is what it doesn't matter. Yeah. You are Carol Danvers. To the situation. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. And this is what happens to you as this person. Right. Right. Well, and, and I like that you said it that way because it's almost like. I'm trying to think of how to word it correctly, but it, it's almost like a, a thing. Things happen to you, but it doesn't have to make you who you are. Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> I have my moments. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, but it, it, that's what it makes me think of because a lot of Carol's situation had to do with what was done to her. She was she took a took a secret mission. The core blew up and turned her into what she was. Yeah. Another reaction action kind of thing was Yonreg was a part of it. He took her to become a Kree warrior uh, to keep her close and all this other kind of stuff. So all of these things were done, I mean, essentially without her permission. Right. Uh, and it, which is powerful because at her core, when she goes back to see Maria, it, it, at that point, it's okay, I get all this stuff happened to you. I get you went and fought for an alien race that you thought were the good guys, all this other kind of stuff. You got aliens in my backyard and my kitchen and all this other kind of stuff. But you are Carol. At your core, that is who you are. And all of this does not have to define who you are, and you can decide who you get to be. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And, like, for me, too, because it not only, like, confirmed her identity literally um but like confirmed the fact that this was like her real friend this isn't like Mm -hmm. somebody that she had in a memory and was like shocked to see her like yeah she was shocked to see her because she thought she was dead for six years but like yeah but like shocked in like a how can i help kind of way not like a i'm just floored that you're even here like okay (laughs) i'm not surprised that i'm shocked but like what's happening right how do we get out of it mm-hmm. um which i guess ties into like this other thing that i took 
like that she he describes her Yonrog Dudla mm-hmm. describes her as weak, flawed, and helpless. Mm. Like like a Snoke thing when I found you. <laughs> it was weak, flawed, and helpless or whatever. Yeah. But I, I wrote down, I was like, no, her failure made her stronger because she gets in a literal sense, she gets back up every single time. That's mm-hmm. when like that whole flashback cycle is happening. I love that. We got emotional then. Yep. Wow. Add another tally. Uh, <laughs> are we surprised at all? But I was just like, wow, yeah. And like, I think I got emotional then because it made me think about my life. And that's what I love so much about these movies. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get on another emotional tangent. I'm fine. Um, but like, it was so, it's so important to her character because she had to think about those human moments to utilize her emotions in her non human superpower. Mm-hmm. I love that. It all connects. It makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, off of all of that tangent. Uh, why does Ronan have no black marks on his face? It's the nineties. No, I'm <laughs> he he hasn't quite the grunge metal face hasn't quite gotten to Cree to the Cree yet. No, um, so the and and I this isn't an official answer. Like, hey, yes, this is Marvel canon, whatever. My interpretation of it from having those black marks and the ceremony yeah. that you see him go through in Guardians of the Galaxy, all that all right. kind of stuff. At that point, uh, they describe him as an extremist, as a, a basically a rogue, um, mm-hmm. that he is Ronan the accuser. So I think that this is him, because when you have the black and everything, it's almost like ceremony, like I am no longer associating myself with this group. I'm going to do what I think is right and do what I want to do. And so I feel like it, it, right. I feel like that's what he's doing to separate himself from the ceremony of being an accuser. Uh, also, I thought Lee's oh. face looked a little strange, but. <laughs> no, I, I was just like, who is that? And then mm-hmm. I like, I listened to the voice some more and I was like, okay, but he still sounded different. And then they mm-hmm. called him Ronan. And I was like, okay, I thought it was Ronan, but like, what? He does look very different, but I mean, yeah. I guess it would be much younger. So maybe yeah, that's, that's it. Cool. And the CGI for these characters was great. Like the CGI on, I'm pretty positive they had to use CGI on Coulson. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely did on Samuel Jackson, but like, honestly, couldn't tell yeah. on either of them. Like Coulson, I think I only could tell because his face seemed like shorter and rounder. Yeah. He had more hair. I, yeah. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Um, but like, and they, they, but they did it so well. Mm -hmm. It was flawless, honestly. Like for, for somebody that has no idea, like, unless you're like staring at Tarkin's face that's CGI'd, which was pretty obvious or Leia's, (laughs) it wasn't bad. None Mm -hmm. of it was bad. Not Um, at all. Um, and and with the, talking about the CGI, so I mean, that's, well, this is probably the fourth or fifth time that we've had that kind of CGI pop up in the Marvel universe. Cause you had young Tony, um, Mm -hmm. which was crazy to see because it was literally like it was young robert downey um you got nick you got hank pym um you got colson so i mean like i don't know what technology they're doing but it's it's working (laughs) another thing and i know i don't think the my whole like tangent about the preteen is on the recording yet um but another bad movie etiquette thing that happened to me is when she's falling (laughs) Somebody's phone was ringing. Silent, 
And I was like, that's a weird sound. And then I was like, that's a phone. (laughs) That sounds nothing like a beeper. (laughs) Yeah, I got so mad because I was like, oh, like, it's just quiet music. No. Man. Like, I'm going to have to go to another showing and I'm going to have to go to like one of the XD showings and sit in the front row where nobody else is near me. And it's very loud so that I don't hear anything. (laughs) <laughs> well and, and you and you haven't told us yet your uh your awful movie going yeah. story <laughs> i want to hear this My psa to everyone listening <laughs> and everyone that you know in the world <laughs> tell everyone have some movie etiquette please and thank you uh movie etiquette let's define that <laughs> no talking no cell phones they go through these rules in the movie theater be respectful, all of that stuff. They have commercials for that while you're sitting there. Listen to them. It's for a reason. So I basically, where I was is I went by myself. So um, the only open seats were in like the first two rows. And it wasn't an XD. So I was like, no, I would rather like try to get to the middle. And there was one seat in the middle of everyone. Oh. And I was like, give me that one. It'll be fine. I'm normally fine. Um, normally I pick an edge seat in case I got to go to the bathroom, all of the stuff, etc. Um, there was a preteen boy next to me on my right hand side and it was him, his mom, his dad, and his sister. Great. Family movie night. Wonderful. They had a giant bucket of popcorn. He had his gummy candies. Before the movie even starts, he's chomping. No. And I a little bit at that. You're welcome. No. <laughs> that was right next to me. Um... And he was a mouth breather. I didn't tell you that earlier, Danny. <laughs> it's so much worse. Oh, um, no. So he's chewing on his gummy candies, and I look directly at him. <laughs> and I, look, <laughs> I see him look at me out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, all right, he's aware that I've looked at him. He's going to not be obnoxious. Nope. <laughs> During the movie, they have a giant bucket of popcorn, right? Those big, gla- like, um, the cup holder carriers that you get that are not like styrofoam. They're like recycled paper almost mm-hmm. and you can put your drinks in his mother poured the whole bucket of popcorn into that for him so now she's holding half the bucket of popcorn and he's holding it in some random i don't know why they gave him that version could have got a second bucket <laughs> i don't know it's fine so now he's chomping on popcorn open mouth mouth breathing all at the same time no i got that going he finishes that quickly and then he starts to scrape and I want to provide the sound for you guys and I'm not going to be able to, but he starts <laughs> to scrape at the bottom of his popcorn bucket what? and like, it's like salt running on, um, almost like on a floor basically is what it sounds like and sucking his fingers. Ready? No. Uh. Well, time. I'm, I hope you heard that. Good. <laughs> no. <Okay>. Every. <laughs> finger every time no i was losing my mind and i looked at him multiple times in that situation and he didn't look back at me and he was not getting the hint so then i lifted up my notebook and put it on the side of my head so that he would like see big motion (laughs) hands on my notebook when i put it back in my lap and i don't know if he finally picked up on it or if he just like Got bored of doing that. <laughs> or if it was all over. 
Yeah, like PSA to everyone, please be respectful. Please have some movie etiquette. And if you're a parent, teach movie etiquette because I really should have said something to the mother. I would have said it in a respectful, kind way and said, hey, your son was not very respectful during this movie. Like he ruined my movie experience and Mm -hmm. I could have mentioned something to him. That's my bad. But I feel it's more appropriate for you to know that he needs better movie etiquette. That mom was really into the movie, did not want to ruin it for her. She really loves Carol Danvers. She really <laughs> loves the fact that it was set in like the 90s when we had Blockbuster and Radio Shack and dial up internet. She audibly laughed very loudly with like a, like a, ah! <laughs> when, <laughs> when the CD was loading, the CD was loading. And he goes, or Carol goes, what's happening? He goes, it's loading. She like audibly, screamed in the <laughs> she was really enjoying herself and i like had a mini talk with myself like hey don't ruin their movie night should have said something regardless see something say something you know <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man and i just i'm glad i got to share that with you guys <laughs> it <was> stressful. <laughs> uh, this has been cheyenne soapbox welcome <laughs> welcome to my ted talk <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. Have a great day. <laughs> you know. Wow. But at least you still enjoyed the movie though, right? I did. I was I was immersed most of the time. Yeah. Until I heard that sound, I was immersed. <laughs> um so so looking forward, um, so past Captain Marvel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I, I have a like a cartoony like vision of this guy. It's, <laughs> it's like it's like the stuff that you see in Looney Tunes is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, I literally was gonna be like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> and and, and afterwards, he was gonna go chase Daffy Duck around. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. And haven't <laughs> Um. Okay. <laughs> Oh gosh. Um but yeah, so go look so looking forward past Captain Marvel. So we've got Endgame coming up April, yeah. right? I don't think it's yeah. wait until May. No, it's April. April. Yeah, cuz I think they did the same thing with Infinity War, moved it into April. Yeah, because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. as soon as I get back from celebration, got to go see Endgame. Yep, exactly. <laughs> We're going to have a busy April, a very busy April. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so looking forward to Endgame and everything. So what do you hope to see from Carol Danvers? Um, I'll tell you what I hope to not see first. <laughs> I hope she doesn't overreach, if that makes sense. Like, I hope she doesn't try to take over the event. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hope that she creates a sense of I know what's going on here. Here's how we can work together. And I hope that the Avengers that are still there (laughs) welcome that knowledge and try to work together instead Mm of, because they're all very tense right now, obviously. Absolutely. That last scene and what we saw in Infinity War in general, Mm -hmm. they're all very tense. And I hope that they don't bring that to the table. Like I know they will. But I hope they don't t- bring it into battle. I hope they like sit down and are like, okay, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, here's me, and here's my fiery hands, and here's what we're going to do. And then they talk about it, and they like kind of establish this whole thing. Because like she's obviously from up there. She's got to know who Thanos is, right? 
I don't know. I don't. I mean, you I gotta imagine know. she's probably heard of him. Right, especially at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, like he didn't tweet about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like we don't know if she knows. I guess from the yeah. like from the outside perspective or people that haven't read the comics. But even based on what you've told me, the comics are not really aligning with this. So like, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of based loosely on the comics they're taking pieces and making it their own story but the snap what what you just reminded me um she would know of it because she would have been affected as well because she's trying to help the scrolls find a homeland but it was a half of the entire universe okay yeah so she would see this across the universe this would be a universe-wide thing so two things Mm mm-hmm in that final scene, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> that's counting down numbers. And it looked like a lot of numbers for, like, just Norway. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's half the universe, why is it taking so many people from one specific area? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? No, definitely. Well, and, and that's the thing is, like, I mean, Thanos is... Thanos' logic is obviously flawed. I mean, there's there's no sound. Yeah, Thanos. Thanos was right. <laughs> like there's yeah. no there's yeah. there's no agreeing in there. But like it says, half of all the universe. It doesn't necessarily say half on Earth, half on wherever, half on Hala, all this right. other kind of stuff. It's just half. So yeah. as far as we know, at complete random, half of everything. But I mean, as far as like the life, like the life on Earth and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I would imagine they're going to see significant loss just there. And it could be maybe like a, uh, epicenter kind of effect. Like it happened on earth and that's why it's the worst there. Maybe, okay. um, stretching, but maybe, <laughs> um, what you're saying though. Yeah. Um, but actually to your comment earlier about Captain Marvel, just coming in taking over stuff like that. Um, I think she will take the place as the leader of the Avengers though. Um, I honestly think that Endgame, which I mean, I know we had theories back before Infinity War. Um, I think Endgame, because a lot of their contracts are up for the actors that have been there from the beginning. Um, I think Cap's going to die so that that everyone is united around the Avengers. Iron Man, in turn, will cease to be an Avenger. He he won't want any part of it because Cap has died and he couldn't save his best friend. Um, In which point... I believe that Captain Marvel in her military Air Force experience will step yes. up to continue the Avengers. Also, yes. love that uh, Fury named the Avengers after her. That was Me awesome. Me too. I have that circled too. I was going to like throw that in. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, truly, that moment was so sad. Like, I was as satisfied as he was when he typed it. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, as he was typing it, he was like, this is a good idea. This is a really good like, idea. It's amazing. And I like, I'm a little sad that we didn't get to like see it. Right. I did like, we saw him delete and we saw him typing and we mm-hmm. didn't see anything else. And I was like, but I want to see it. <laughs> Cause like, you could just imagine like he, he's typing. He's like, Oh yeah, this is awesome. Oh, this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I know it's awesome. Let me see. Too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I thought that was really cool. And as far as like the Tesseract and everything, so I mean, like it was something just to fight over from what I felt like. I didn't feel like there was really any value to it other than just, yeah. hey, Easter egg, she's touched an Infinity Stone before, which she touched yeah. the cube. And did you notice it didn't do anything to her? It literally didn't move. It yeah. didn't. 
Because a skull touched it and uh, disintegrated into it. Red Uh, skull. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. And she held it in her hand like it was nothing. Yeah, and he and Samuel goes, "I'm not touching that thing." (laughs) As you shouldn't. Yeah, and I was like, "He's got a point." Like, Mm -hmm. does he even know what that is at this point? They must, right? Just tesseract is all they know of. Okay. Mm Hmm. So I don't know that he knows that it's an Infinity Stone or anything, because I don't think they actually find out it's an Infinity Stone until Loki comes for it. Yeah, I mean, I forget that it's an Infinity Stone all the time. Right. <laughs> like, when they said Tesseract, I was like, oh my god, Easter egg! And then yeah, right. I was just like, oh, that's important. <laughs> right. Well, and it, it almost felt like it was there just to remind you, hey, by the way, remember Infinity War? This is important. Yeah. <laughs> this is relevant. Still in the storyline. Here's where we are in the storyline. Yeah. Just in case you forgot about the things that ended the universe, here it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, I, that's my end game prediction, honestly, because mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think that Cap's not going to survive it. Tony's not going to want to be a part of it. And Carol's going to take it up from there. I saw something the other day, and I don't remember where I saw it or what, um, but somebody was like, Thanos better watch out because Wanda's out for blood or something like that. And I was like, they're not wrong. Like, these ladies yeah. are about to come in hot. Oh, yeah. Well, Everybody's uh, Wanda, Wanda got dusted, though. That's the only yeah, problem. I'm saying. I'm like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> so, well, if if Wanda is, if everybody everybody who got dusted is, in fact, in the soul, soul stone, like everybody thinks that they're, they might be, then it's possible that Scarlet Witch could manipulate the reality inside the Soul Stone to backfire because she's stupid powerful. Like she changes the face of reality in the comics. Literally whispers, "No more mutants," and all the mutants disappear. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Worse, worse than the snapping. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, that's harsh. Right. So I mean, um, like, she's really ridiculously powerful. Yeah. Now, okay, so Soul Stone. I'm sorry that I'm keeping you. The, no, you're fine. Thanos pushes Gamora, mm-hmm. right? She's her body is there. Is her soul still there? Why is she not alive if her soul's still there? Can it not like back in or something? <laughs> and if everybody gets so, if they're all dead and that's what happens, they get trapped in the soul stone. That's the the working theory right now. Is okay, that they're all so, in the soul stone. So if they're all there, are they there? Or is it like like the underworld? Like <laughs> right. Floating around and like, what's up? Like, <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is like, I mean, if you go even deeper into the theories and stuff like that, um, some people are speculating because, I mean, obviously we don't know w- what happens with Far From Home after Endgame until we see Endgame. But some people are speculating that Far From Home, if it takes place technically before Endgame, that it happens in an alternate reality inside the stone. Oh, my God. So so you got layers on layers on layers on layers of multiverse oh and all this other kind of stuff. Because right now, in Endgame, we're assuming that we can get these people back. God, I hope so. So... I'm hauling back? There's going to be an uprising. <laughs> well, and, and a lot of the theory is that it, it'll create kind of the multiverse thing, like what's in the comics. I feel like that might be too complicated and kind of far-fetched. Um, it'd be yeah, interesting. To follow. Yeah, so that that's the only thing, is then, then you're diverging two yeah. lines. And I, I, the whole theory, I think, came, came about with now that Disney owns Fox, uh, or a portion of, I think, I think they may own all of Fox. 
Um, but now that they own that company, that they have rights to X-Men once those rights diminish from Fox. Which, if they do this multiverse thing, it could give a way in for the X-Men. But I don't think that's happening for quite some years. Yeah, that'll be a while. And I feel like that's so hard with, like, Mm -hmm. all of the X-Men that have already come out. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that the movie industry can just do whatever they want, basically. (laughs) But, like, I mean, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You can't take that away from him, and you can't just throw somebody else in there unless you wait at least minimum ten years. Oh, absolutely! I need to be older with children for my children to be able to get into Wolverine. That's not Hugh Jackman. Where you can look at it and go, you know what? I remember when Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's like, my like, Wolverine, is what you can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we got to give it time. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, in making new wolverines over here <laughs> yeah there's just a lot there's a lot going into all of this definitely and, and i feel like it really opens up the pos- this captain marvel movie opens up a lot of the possibility for the mcu because now we're not only are we earth-based anymore the guardians <laughs> took us to space and captain marvel is keeping us there um, yeah. which is really cool because we got a new home world. We got to learn about a new culture, new race, all this kind of stuff, which even though we knew about the Kree previously, we're, we're steady learning more about what's out there and what that life looks like. And I am all for it. Guardians is my favorite Marvel movie. Like there's all these really, really cool ones and stuff like that. But like Guardians is my favorite. Like I love right. it so much. Probably has That's something cool. to do with my love of Star Wars, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always plays a role, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I guess now we're almost uh, almost out of time. So <laughs> do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to say about Captain Marvel or anything? Uh, I would say I would say if you're listening to this, you're probably not just a casual fan. But <laughs> go see it. Enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. fun. Um, and it's not fun in like... I don't mean this as a bash and it's going to sound that way, but it's not just like fun as in like solo, a star Wars story fun. It's Aww. like fun with, I know I don't mean <laughs> it, sound as bad as it does, but like, it's fun with like good information, like mm-hmm. helpful. Solo had that too, mm-hmm. but like not as impactful as I felt from this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a good parallel though. Cause both of these you know, kind of like, even though they had their stories and you could feel for them, they they both kind of were fun, you know. Yes. Like it yes. wasn't. I mean, well, no. Captain Marvel really didn't have any kind of world-ending anything in this. No, one. she didn't like flip my brain upside down. She just added yeah. a lot of facts and empty plot things that I needed filled. Yeah, and we needed to introduce her as a character, and I think it did that really well. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So no, I, I think that's a good comparison, actually. <laughs> I try. <laughs> what about your final thoughts where are we going from here uh i'm just pumped for endgame like after seeing this i it was it was the marvel movie i didn't know that i wanted um that i wasn't even excited for to begin with and i mean well going back to solo to be honest with you i was not excited for solo i was not in for it for solo then i saw solo and i am all about solo i love it so much um so and, and i'm with that on captain marvel i loved the the lessons that it had in it the message that it that it 
came that, that put across uh, for everyone. And, and I feel like I, 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 it's fantastic. I, I love it. I, I love everything it had to say. I'm here for it. I want more. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for the second one. <laughs> yes, it was great. I do agree. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Absolutely. So cool. So we'll go ahead and close it out. Um, Cheyenne, thanks for coming on the show again. Thanks now that you're an official me. crew member. <laughs> yes. I love that. And I love that I can still do Marvel stuff. Absolutely. Oh, well, I, you, you can't deny that part of yourself, Cheyenne. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be who you are. No. <laughs> well, so tell everybody where to find you. Um, so you can find me on social media, mostly Instagram at C Jerica. That's C J E R R I C A. Um, I have combined the original Star Wars Disney one to that one. Um, so it makes it easier on me <laughs> and also <laughs> more fun for everyone. Um, and then my blog is cheyennehoover.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know how to spell Cheyenne, it's the capital of Wyoming. It's a Native American <laughs> tribe. Uh, Hoover is the vacuum cleaner and the dam. I got all the analogies for you. And close to where um, I live. <laughs> perfect. Um, I... Mostly do Star Wars Sunday on my blog. I'm trying to make more time for other things. So there will be like Disney posts or like random posts. Um, Like if something happens to me in my life where I'm like other people need to hear this type of deal. Um, So you can check there and see what you like about my content. But that's it. Mostly Instagram and my blog. Absolutely. Um, And you can find us um, at all the socials. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Kessel Run Weekly. As well as our website KesselRunWeekly.com where we are working to have uh, your blog and Anna's blog as well included on there. So that way, uh, it's a one-stop shop, guys. <laughs> You'll be able to find all the things at KesselRunWeekly.com, which is which is very, very exciting, especially now that we're on the dawn of Star Wars Celebration Chicago. So pumped. So, so pumped. <laughs> I'm really waiting for panels to get announced because gotta go. I know. I, I'm there for the 20th anniversary Phantom Menace panel so uh. far. That's what I'm here for. Also, I want to meet at my best. But that's a different episode. <laughs> I won't be there Monday. And I'm oh. like, pretty be back in Orlando on Monday. I'll, I'll try to like video chat you in or something. <laughs> if yeah. something cool cool happens, I'll be like, my friend Cheyenne. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jar Jar. Hello. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, so cool, guys. So thank you for joining, uh, uh, listening, or watching another episode of Kessel Run Weekly. Um, as always, we appreciate it. If you would leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, let us know what you thought of the episode. Uh, if you leave us a five-star review, we'll absolutely read it on the show because uh, we love you guys. You're awesome, and we appreciate you. Um, but until next time, Cheyenne, we'll go ahead and we'll close this out. Uh, my name is Danny. My name's Cheyenne. And may the Force be with you. Always.